Want to make your own podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easy, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. Here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like I have an outlet for the creativity and ideas I want to share with the world. I recommend you give it a try. We all have a voice, so share it with the world. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. talking about seeing Jesus. And I've heard that testimony before that in some of the darkest places, he's right there suffering because he suffered. It's almost like you are identifying with the suffering that he went through. And he's been through suffering. So he's identifying with the suffering you're going through. Because of the trauma that they went through, there's a level of intimacy that is just mind blowing. What we're describing, where you have individuals that are doing bloodshed and human trafficking and all this depravity, it's attracting evil. It's attracting Lucifer himself, high-level principalities, and you know the stuff that we've talked about with the, the Nephilim agenda and the breeding program and that type of stuff. It was said years ago when I first got into this subject, the highest levels of these organizations are no longer human. They are walking among us. There are individuals that look like humans, they're hybrids, they're here for a purpose and a plan, and they are occupying seats of authority in those spots where humans used to be. Welcome to the Days of Noah podcast, where we talk all things biblical, supernatural, and strange. We have a heavy one today. This is not something suitable for children, so just fair warning on that front. We're getting into some deep, deep stuff with reviewing the Candy Girl documentary, The Life Story of Fiona Barnett, and the trafficking and abuse that she suffered and witnessed. And this is a tough one. Um, This is a topic we've wanted to discuss a little bit more. And so reviewing this documentary, we are just scratching the surface of doing that. With that in mind, uh, we also end the show with hope that God is still on the throne. And he will accomplish his purpose through even allowing the darkness to have a measure of freedom. 
Before we jump into all of that, uh, I hope you don't mind. We're just going to post a little bit of pre-topic talk that is yeah, a touch crass, but uh, hopefully you find it humorous uh, before we dig into some serious stuff. So hopefully that helps to sort of ease into some of these deeper, darker topics by lightening the mood up front. What are you guys up to? Oh, it's a beautiful day. I sat out this morning with my feet in the grass, did some earthing. Heard of earthing or grounding, Don? I have not. Ooh, it's good for you. It, it's um, like gardening in your, uh, in your, it, in it, your nakedness. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so the the earth has its own electromagnetic signature and when you connect your body to that, you know, without rubber soles, you know, um it improves a lot of things in your health and and they've shown it to uh under a microscope like your your blood cells tend to like to clot together like in clumps and when you do grounding it unclumps them hmm. so it improves blood pressure inflammation um some people have like gone to the extreme and they'll like lie naked in their backyards i don't know maybe they have a place out in the country <laughs> but they've healed they've like healed major issues like in their children and stuff like that they've healed you major see the, the the whole soaking the you know you go out and you never seen that one my no, no, I haven't seen that. What is that? A viral video? See, no, it's uh, it basically it, it's someone going for a suntan, but then <laughs> they're opening their cheeks. So oh, to get some sun in there. <laughs> oh, that's over the top. Yeah, I want I want even tan, literally everywhere. I, I, I want to say that started in California. Okay, that has to be California, and um. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because we watched uh, the latest Ant-Man and the Wasp last night. And there's this creature. He's like this this gelatin-looking guy with, like, insect antenna. And he's like, here, drink this goo. And when they drink the goo, then they can understand all the creatures on the in the, in the quantum realm or whatever. And they couldn't understand him before they drank the goo. And he makes the goo. His body makes the goo. Is that the newest one? Yeah, and he's like, uh, "You have holes," and he's like, and the, uh, this other guy goes, "Yeah, humans have seven. And then you see Paul, uh, what's whatever the, the 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 main actor, Ant Man. He's he's thinking. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, seven. We have seven. And then and then and then the the gelatin guy's like, "I don't have any holes." <laughs> And then that's, towards the end of the movie, he gets totally shot up, and he's got all these holes, and he's all excited. Yeah. <laughs> More like you. He's like, I got holes! <laughs> oh, man. I'm wondering if I should keep this in the episode. This is awesome. Uh, maybe for an outtake, I'll put it at the end. Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to start on a heavy-duty topic. And uh, I'm going to put a dis disclaimer before this one, but anyway, welcome back, guys. Um, good to have Don back. We haven't seen him in a while, and Luke and I have been holding down the fort, and we've been fortunate enough to have some guests lately. 
So that's really been fun. It, it kind of worked out where they were all scheduled in May. Um, and we do have some coming down the pike uh, this month. Um, Doug Van Dorn we're going to have in a few weeks. And then, uh, Luke, I don't know if I told you about this, but um, I've been in communication with um, the authors. There's three of them that wrote a book called The Protocol That Kills. And it's written by um, Rob Skiba's widow, Sheila, and uh, another couple. So if you recall, Rob died during the whole pandemic. Well, I I don't know why I never look into, looked into this to, to figure out the story. Because, you know, he was a huge influence on me. And I used to watch his YouTube stuff on Nephilim and all sorts of things back in the day. Well, he didn't die from the disease. He died from the protocol and how he was treated. So, um, so Luke, the guy that I mentioned to you that was like a a good buddy or mentor with Russ Dizdar, Thomas Dunn. Yeah. Okay. So Thomas Dunn has a has a show called Through the Black. Well, when we were researching to have Rodney on from Millennial Mustard Seed, that's how I found Thomas Dunn. So I watched it. I found that Thomas Dunn had interviewed these three authors of this protocol that kills. So that's how that whole chain came together. So anyway, yeah, we're um, we're gonna try to set up a date to uh, talk about their book there. So that should be really cool. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back again. And uh, this one's pretty heavy duty, so not for kiddos. And we can definitely avoid, you know, some of the, some of the details. Um, but what we're going to talk about is um, an SRA mind control trafficking survivor um, from Australia named Fiona Barnett. And... I don't know, I, I found her a few months ago. I was trying to do some research and came across her. And she has a book also called Eyes Wide Open, which is not just a play on the movie Eyes Wide Shut, which had Nicole Kidman, but literally involves the Kidman family. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But... um. She also has a documentary, and that's what we're going to talk about today, uh, called Candy Girl, and that was one of her her names, her trafficking names. Um, but yeah, this is pretty heavy duty, huh, Don? Certainly is. Yeah. So what were you saying? You kind of had some nightmare thoughts, and yeah, there there was uh, last night. I um, I kind of crammed the whole documentary in one sitting. And um, oh, wow. it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty intense, and uh, it it caused me to kind of go off the the rails a little bit in my thought process. Yeah, yeah. We were talking a little bit about that before um, we called you this morning, Luke. And one of the things that he said was how this happened, like how this happens in the world of God. And Christianity and God being sovereign. What? How is it that you put that? It's uh, it's kind of the age old argument that um, atheists might use against a Christian in saying, um, you know, if God is love and God is sovereign, then how can this evil happen? And that's the same exact thing that went through my head when they were describing some of the various 
horrifying things that were happening to little children. And um, it, you know, I had to kind of talk myself back, but it was right. uh, pretty difficult. Yeah, so Luke, we were talking um, before we called you about that, and, you know, not that we have all the answers, but I was, I was just saying to Don how, and I think this theme runs through what we talk about on the show is um, that there seems to be certain spiritual rules to how God in his sovereignty has decided to set up reality. Rules of dominion and freedom to the entities that he's created. Humans, um, angels, you know, evil beings that, that chose in their free will to become evil. And He's God, he can intervene, but for the most part, he seems to let things play out, right? And it's like, why do these things happen? Well, it's it's sowing and reaping, I think is is one way to put it. Um or or I think it was a Ben Franklin quote, you know, uh being miserable in your poverty, right? You think about like the welfare state. If people are not miserable in their poverty, they're going to stay in it. And I think God lets us see the depravity of the human condition. And when we partner with evil, to just see how dark the darkness is, to know how good goodness is and how good God is. I mean, that's an excellent subject to really kind of dive into why it happens. Um, I've heard different survivors kind of ask God that question and, I don't know if they ever get truly peace with it, but I've heard some say that God's like, well, I was, I w- why do you think you're still alive? Or, um, you know, I helped you survive it and I was always there with you. And even Miss Barnett, um, if you remember, she was talking about one of the, the toughest things that she remembers about the children in cages, but they were talking about seeing Jesus. Right. And Jesus was was there. So, and I've heard that testimony before, that in some of the darkest places, you know, he's right there hmm. suffering because he suffered. And, and I know Pastor Doug Riggs has talked about that. When you're, I don't know if I can articulate it properly, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost like you are identifying with the suffering that he went through and he's been through suffering. So he's identifying with the suffering you're going through. So there's, there's a level of what um, pastor Doug has described from survivors. There's a level of intimacy when, especially when they come to know the Lord Hmm. um, because of the trauma that they went through, there's a level of intimacy that is just mind blowing. Right. Like they, they can tap into the supernatural. They can. So why did they go through it? I don't know, but God is there holding their hands in a, in the majority of the cases. And me and my wife's had this conversation too, because I think she's had a dream or um, something thoughts like, you know, we're, we're almost like a book of acts type of situation where you're put on the spot or, I mean, it takes place in other countries where you got to defend your faith or you're going to be killed or tortured or whatever. And I mean, or even we could go to the book of Acts. 
Stephen, when he was stoned, he was looking up to heaven and things. So he was suffering in his body being a martyr, but was he feeling pain? I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's survivors that say, you know, I remember the pain. I, I remember the, that's why my personality split because I was traumatized. It was the pain. It was the emotional stuff. But, um, what does it say? God didn't say he was going to take this out of the world, but he said, you know, uh, I overcame the world. Yeah. You're, you're going to, he's going to help you endure. So I know I'm kind of going a bunch of different directions, but no, it's good. It, I don't know. God's God's there right, right there with us. Yeah. Um, even with these survivors and their stories and, and sometimes they can literally see him. Yeah. Um, which is encouraging. Yeah, no one would ask for it, but certainly it is. It's not purposeless. That's that's the amazing thing because God has a way of redeeming things and also exposing things through those situations. And like you said, relating to that suffering, and I think that gives Christians a platform as well. Because I mean, let's just say if let's just say that if you become a believer if God treated all believers as, like, first-class citizens and everyone else as second-class citizens, you know, and obviously there's certain, you know, gifts and things and eternal life and, and all sorts of things that believers have that unbelievers don't. That's that's fair. But, but if it was noticeable to the world that, oh, you Christians have it so easy because, let's say God literally, you know, gave us 50% less suffering. You know what I mean? He just decided, I'm going to make it easier for you. I'm going to prevent some of these atrocities. Like a, a Christian never loses a child, you know, to cancer or something. You know, and if the world saw that, like how the hostility towards us and towards God, like, oh, you get to have this. But no, we kind of have an equal footing and I think it's in God's wisdom to be able to relate because now we have a Christian. The world's big enough with billions enough people. Now there is should, there ought to be a Christian who has gone through literally everything that somebody else has somewhere, someplace in history. And there's a story that can be told to say how God was able to work in and through it and his grace was there. Right. And then he ultimately gets the glory through it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who was that minister that you used to listen to? And it was evangelistic um, messages. Oh, Ray, Ray Comfort. Was, remember when he was talking about the story of, you know, well, if you just give your life to God, life is going to be easy. Right. It's like, no, that's not the case. But if you, but you know them, you're in an aircraft that's going down, you're destined to die, but you need to put on this, this uncomfortable thing, you know, to save yourself, you're going to be willing to do that because you see a worse option over here if I don't put it on versus putting it on. And so it doesn't mean when you become born again, and you're trying to walk in a lot of ways, life could be harder. Yeah, trials, temptations, and, and, and... I'm messing it up. All, all the, all the, um, the difficulties of life. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. So it's it's can be a matter of perspective, um, and. I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought of him a little bit. No, that's great. How he kind of related that. I I use that a lot because that's literally my my testimony. When um, we were visiting you down in Pensacola for vacation, and I got to see him speak, that was kind of at that pivotal moment for me, where it's like, okay, I grew up in this Lutheran church, and I kind of went through the motions, believed the right stuff, but it wasn't a faith that was necessarily my own, and you know, still a lot of. Uh, of uh, carnality and 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 things in the flesh that uh, were slow to to grow, but when he made that analogy about yeah we don't put on Christ to to make our our flight better we we put him on because we're gonna jump out of this plane and we need a parachute and it's not that's not the only reason but that really stuck with me so yeah thanks for bringing that up as I I use that a lot that's that's been a, a pivotal. Um, thing for me. So let's um, let's dig in a little bit. So this is again um, Fiona Barnett's documentary called Candy Girl. Her her book that um, we could maybe talk about another time called Eyes Wide Open. Um, I went on Amazon to try to find it. It says it's unavailable, even though there is a Kindle book. So you know, there's just an effort from the powers that be to suppress this kind of stuff. I did find a guy on YouTube who has the documentary, but it was like buried in the algorithm, even though I put in the exact title. Um, but Rumble. So it's not the documentary that you. No, it is. It is the part one and two. It is, but on on Rumble, there's a bunch more people that that have it posted. I just think it's harder to find, okay. like on YouTube. YouTube being what it is. Gotcha. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, we talked, I mean, we don't necessarily have to, and I don't want to necessarily go through all the details, but yeah, we're talking about, um, you know, ritual abuse, having to do with Satanism, having to do with worshiping um, evil deities, talking about pedophilia, necrophilia, um, you know, ritual murders, trafficking, mind control. Um, I think it was in her book, she said that she's kind of a unique survivor that she was had mind control from two different fronts from like the CIA side and then military um so that that's kind of unique to her story but and this this wasn't in the documentary but some have talked about these uh false memories right there's like a whole branch of of science that cropped up um, I forget it's in her book. Apparently, there's this um, lady that's given testimony. The whole thing is fake. Like it's it's meant to discredit SRA as a real thing, satanic ritual abuse. Um, so that's a that's a rabbit trail we can go down another time. But just to know that when you look some of this stuff up, sometimes the the false memory syndrome thing comes up oh you're just you're just making this up and that is one of the ways they're trying to discredit so maybe that's a good place to start because when when the documentary opens and she's giving her press conference she said that the horrific things that she dealt with and and saw and experienced was not as bad as how she was treated as a victim trying to expose these things, trying to talk about them, trying to go to the authorities. 
Um, and that's profound, right? That you could you could think that all of the stuff that she saw and dealt with pales in comparison to the level of, you know, turning a blind eye to what she saw and was dealing with. Yeah, I would agree that that, that stood out. I was about to say it if you didn't say that. Um, and, you know, at least in our country, you're supposed to be treated presumed innocent until proven otherwise. But it seems like in a lot of these cases, especially with these testimonies, they're, they flip it around. You're just, you're just a liar. You're just attention seeker. You're just this, that, and the other thing. Instead of let's, especially with, with where she was giving a lot of examples, a lot of locations, a lot of names, go ahead and do the research, right? Um, she was talked about one thing where there was a doctor who was in on all this. And I think he had ties or maybe he was writing death certificates or causes of death. And then it would get sent to the coroner's office or something. And then when it was found out, this guy was not an honest character. She was trying to get every death certificate that he touched wrote on. Let's reopen this. Let's mm-hmm. re- Remember, there's all this red tape that she's having to deal with, with, and it being passed on between the police department, and it's just, I don't, I don't know if it's just, uh, there's just people at all kinds of levels that are in on it. It seems and like, and are just trying their best to make it seem like it's not real, like it's not really happening. Yeah, even though there's we're focusing on her, but there's hundreds and thousands of survivors out there that have voices that have common, common stories. That's right. You know? Um, and if nothing else, you gotta just, I don't know. That brings credibility. It's just like the Holocaust where you got people that are Holocaust deniers but then you got the survivors that have been through it. Mm-hmm. They're like, and then there's not just one survivor. There's tens of thousands of survivors yep. that have the same testimony. So you can't dispute it. It's honestly, it's the same thing. One of the thoughts that came to my mind, and this is just a tad off of uh, the road that you're on, Luke, is um, just simply knowing about this topic and the people that are involved in it kind of made me think well you know if if that if if that information was leaking and I knew about it you know does that mean it's real but then I was also thinking maybe they hide this in plain sight because it's so graphically out of control that you can play on people's unbelief hmm yeah yeah it's it's harder to believe something big like this then you know yeah it it doesn't fit into our paradigm and um one of the things she talks about in her book is apparently so apparently she had some um iq tests done uh earlier in life and she's literally like at genius level she's at like 180 
and and it's been verified and um that's one of the things she says that they look for in the mind control is is people with a uh, high IQ because they're they're able to uh, be more useful i guess um but in that left well one thing yeah. that i didn't get i'd love i'd love to get the book because i didn't catch it in the documentary okay obviously she she was treated special yeah. out of all the suffering of of children that she was around and that she even went through she was considered special in that group right not like, to be murdered uh, she, yes and even to the point where they were causing trauma and then they accidentally killed her and then they're worried about that like oh shoot we just messed up it's like yeah but you're killing other people it's like why is she special yeah it's a different but purpose then they, and then they and then they rush and then they rushed her to the hospital right you know to be saved so i i almost feel like it wasn't just her iq it was also she probably had some genetic bloodline some some kind of connection genetically or his you know the family tree that was why she was unique that's possible and, and, and another I didn't catch that in a documentary sure and another angle too is the amount of training you know right she she it's had not wasted on everybody yeah she in her book she talks about her military training like you know military skills like she was well, a, I've also heard it from survivors. Sorry. Yeah. I, I've also heard it from survivors is that there might be multiple trauma that's done on a bunch of kids. And then they're observing the, the ones that do survive, the ones that come to the cream of the crop. And they're like, okay, this can, this one's got some abilities here. So now we're going to treat this one a little more special. Sure. It's, it's almost like going through boot camp in a sense where you're suffering and then, then who comes to the, the cream cries to the top. Yes. And now I'm going to treat this one even more special and give this one more training Yeah. to see if it can handle. And they just keep excelling. That's possible. I think, I think it has to do, yeah, with being an asset and what they, what they put into her for whatever purposes. And that's something I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, Okay, what what are all the purposes for doing these kinds of things? There's um her mom in the film talked about it a little bit. It's a it's a seeking of power, right? Because they get occult power through these different things. So there there's a lust for power. There's a lust for pleasure for going down different levels of depravity. Um there is the spiritual aspect where where they're worshiping deities deities you know they're worshiping satan baal um sacrificing to molech all these ancient things that we've talked about you know time and again and it just it just continues on and on and i think that's that's a big motivation for why that's going on when when you're talking about uh, purposes and stuff, I I also remember that they uh, in the documentary they talked about uh, obviously the sex trafficking, um, guns and drugs also. Yeah, I think it's anything to bring in money, right? Um, and I 
I know I mentioned it to Luke a while back. We we talked about it briefly on a show, but there was there was some stat that I saw that like that as far as the dark money is concerned, like about twenty percent is in the drugs area, but like eighty percent is in the human trafficking. So man, just just the money to be able to do these things and hide these things and um you know she in her book she talks about um Disney and Disney movies being used as uh the programming tools like they use these films as part of the programming i mean just think about like the money that comes in from a group like that you know we go see a movie we go to Disney World whatever we're paying money into this system and then behind the scenes things are going on so yeah, they're very. Well there's funded. even testimonies. Sorry, there's yeah. even testimony of survivors um, going through trauma in the park. Right. Almost like the park was closed, or a particular area of the park was used and closed off, except for just what was meant to, you know, be traumatizing and yeah. programming. Yep, I've seen that um, talked about as as these places are used to uh be able to traffic and that brings up kind of one of the points that in in the film is that some of the rituals that were happening that she described were literally in the same sanctuaries as anglican and catholic churches so can can you imagine if you were a congregant a parishioner at one of these churches you know maybe a devout Anglican, Catholic, Christian, whatever. And she's saying, oh yeah, they, um, you know, right here on this altar that they're using on Sunday, every Sunday morning, I saw blood sacrifice and orgies breaking out and, and yeah. And, uh, one of the things she talked about too was that, um, like on a flagpole, they had an eagle. Do you remember that? And she's like, what's that got right. to do with the Jesus of the Bible? What's that got to do with Christianity? Nothing. And I thought that would be an interesting thing for us to to research. Maybe we can dig up some more on that. But think of the symbolism there because the Nazis used that eagle. Did, did Rome use the eagle yes. as well? Yes, Rome used the eagle. America uses the eagle. Yep, it's um, the yeah the eagle with uh, the arrows. Um, yes, on our currency, and it's thought to be even um, a phoenix, and it has a lot to do with Freemasonry and things like that. Um, so there's a lot of symbolism that is occult related. So one thing on uh, Wikipedia was um, the imperial eagle, the Reich Reichsadler. The heraldic eagle derived from the Roman eagle standard used by Holy Roman emperors and in modern coat of arms in Germany. Um, And so it was used in the late 1800s and then Weimar Republic and then Nazi Germany used it as well. Um, And it's the same, it says it's the same design that continues to be in use, but under the name Boonsadler, Federal Eagle. But yeah, it's there is a connection to it being um, a form of the phoenix, and the phoenix. I couldn't find the the website 
just the other day, but when I first looked it up, I found it. The phoenix is also related to Satan because it's uh, being cast down and then rising from the ashes. And then it also has to do with Egyptian sun worship and things like that because the sun you know, died every day and came back. <clears throat> so so yeah, I think there's a there's a connection to that to that eagle symbolism. Interesting that that would be in these churches. But I think a lot of the the rituals that were done um were in, done with the mocking intent and right. also as a counterfeit. Yes. So you look at you look at uh communion, you look at the uh baptism, you know. Um, you're going into the water, you're coming up changed. So there's a lot of parallels that the enemy is using, you know, to, to mock or to put a, an evil twist on something that God will use right. for us, you know, as an expression of um, our relationship with him. Yeah. So, no, it's, you're absolutely right. That's, and that's one of the, points i had in the notes was about mocking humanity in the in the rituals and the first thing i thought of was dr laura sanger talking about nephilim hosts right because who who wants to mock humanity not necessarily humans but they do if they are in partnership with you know the the nephilim uh satanic agenda Right, so you look at the criteria that she had for a Nephilim host, and and the atrocities that these people are carrying out are absolutely they are uh, part of that system. They qualify as a Nephilim host by just the level of depravity and and psychopathic behavior. Um, and then also, and we ha- yeah, we also need to dis- discuss. I mean, why are they doing that? So what, you go back to the Old Testament of the Bible, you look at all these different countries, um, the Aztecs, different. Why was there so much bloodshed? Right. What was the purpose behind these rituals? Um, I, I mean, I, I've got an answer, but yeah. what would you guys say? What, 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 is, what was their goal? Yep, and we touched on that a little yeah. bit a little bit ago, but l- yeah, let's go back to that. But, but but before we do, I just wanted to to add one more thing to the to the the mocking and the and the counterfeit issue that you brought up because one thing she, and she very said it very briefly is that the the ancient black mass um where they're literally like you know, performing a sacrifice and literally cannibalism going on um that the Catholic Mass was based on that, and it was actually a sanitized version of it. And in her opinion, there's nothing Christian about it. That's very interesting. I don't know how far to take that, because obviously, you know, the whole communion thing is a biblical concept, but perhaps it is it is a counterfeiting, and there's something something that she's alluding to that was preserved in Catholicism, that came from a, the black mass. So I don't know. That would be uh, another rabbit trail. But yeah, okay. So that's going on to purpose. So yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I, I think I agree with you, Luke, that it's it's all it's tied to seeking of power, worshiping deities. Um 
Honestly, I think those are the the big two right there. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, I, we had somebody uh, on the show a while ago. It was uh, Niki, was it, Master? Oh, Ra- Reiki. Right. Uh, Nicole Watt, she was a Reiki Master, former. Yeah. Okay, so I asked my wife about that because she has family that's in the occult. Okay. And she kind of laughed off that as being pretty low level, just barely touching pagan stuff, just very lukewarm in in the occult. Okay. Okay. So if you looked at at as like a spectrum, right? That's very it's vanilla. Innocent. It's vanilla. It's vanilla. But then what we're describing, where you have individuals that are doing bloodshed and human trafficking and all this de- depravity. It's attracting evil. It's attracting Lucifer himself, mm-hmm. um, high-level principalities, and you know the stuff that we've talked about with the the Nephilim agenda and the breeding program and, and that type of stuff. And See, what? And so what? The, real, real quick. And what Gary Wayne said when we were talking about bloodlines, he says the Illuminati—that's not the top. They are serving the top. Well, it was said years ago when I first got into this subject with the interview with. Patricia King and Randy Domain, and in, in, in his opinion, the highest levels of these organizations, like the Illuminati or whatever, are no longer human. They're they're truly are. They are walking among us, as it was written in that book years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are individuals that look like humans. They're they're hybrids. They're they're here for a purpose and a plan, and they are occupying seats of authority today, you know, in those spots where humans used to be. Right. Um, so I think if you're looking at the spectrum, the purpose behind all this and the re- and the, the enemy is always demanded a lot of bloodshed because he's bloodthirsty. That's just his plus he's full of hate. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to destroy God's creation, God's image bearers. Um, but for the humans that are participating in it, um, like my wife was describing, her sister, she's like, "Yeah, she did that for a little while, but there's it, it. It didn't satisfy. You know, she wanted to take it. She wanted more power. She wanted more. You know, be able to curse somebody and their hair falls out, or to kill somebody, or to do these and 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 to get." that type of power you have to do more more things that uh that the enemy wants you to do yeah i think that's instructive too um john ramirez as a former satanist and and he talked about you know the astral projection that he would do and he would cast down curses on hospitals so that people wouldn't recover and and because he grew up in it that whole system his whole family was into uh, I think it was Palo Mayambe or something. It was a form of Satanism. But, yeah, it's, it's a seeking of power. And um, at one part of the interview in the documentary, Fiona said that uh, the spiritual side is the essential part. The pedophilia is a front. It's, it's the thing that 
okay, if you hear about it in the news or you hear about this subject going on or, you know, even um, Corey Feldman talking about or Mel Gibson talking about it, oh, Hollywood is, you know, a pedo haven and, and these things are true, that is just the surface layer of what is going and on. Even if it was, and even if it was as bad as sex trafficking, sex trafficking is bad as it is, if it was just about sexual gratification, that's bad enough with a minor, but it's not. It's, it's, it's where it leads to the occult and the fulfillment of Lucifer's plan, you know, to, to, and, and to ultimately, you know, totally make society evil like it was during Genesis 6. Yeah, he wants that golden everyone age. Is, yeah, he, he wants, wants that over again. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she says the spiritual side is the essential part. He, she says that if you were baking a cake, it would be the flour. And then her mom, Fiona's mom, said that it has to do with mystery religions. And I think it was uh, Luke on uh, Blurry Creatures, Luke Rogers, said at one point in an episode, he said that the secret societies and things like that are tied to these ancient Babylon mystery re- religions. So I that would be an excellent question, I think, for when we uh, bring Gary Wayne back, because we were going to talk about uh, bloodlines and, and secret societies. How does that tie into these these ancient uh, schools. Um, And then another point is uh, that some mothers and some children are specifically for breeding into, like that's their main purpose in these orders, is that they are meant to be, meant to, to breed children in order to use the children for whatever purpose. You know, if you're special like Fiona, I guess you get abused and exposed to stuff, but they keep you alive. If you're not so special, you know, you're a sacrifice or whatever. But, um, and Luke, we've talked about that a little bit uh, here and there about uh, Nephilim mothers, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, Let me talk about this really quick, because I don't know if you have watched a little bit more. So you got the Sound of Freedom movie coming out on July 4th. Okay. Um, and it was there was even uh, some testimony uh, on Capitol Hill talking about illegals, eighty five thousand illegals. I think it was specifically talking about eighty five thousand illegal children that have came into this country that they supposedly don't know where they're gone. They're unaccounted for. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like. It's in plain sight. It's in plain sight, you know, and at at the highest levels to the local government and the police and stuff. It's just like, who do you trust? You know, because mm-hmm. this stuff is all around us. And I know it was shocking for Don. He, you, you binge through this. I don't know if this subject or this level of depravity have, has ever, you've ever thought of it or been exposed to it before it seemed like the answer was no but that's what they're trying to do with this this documentary um it's not a documentary it's a it's a based on a true story movie 
get the word out because almost like um, it's related to Nazi Germany and the death camps. You had individuals that were literally down the street from Auschwitz or these other death camps that would not believe the rumors if they even came across the rumors, hmm. did not do their own investigation. And when the allies came in, what happened? They took the people from that town and marched them to the death camps down the street and made them deal with the dead bodies, deal with the people that are literally living corpus, corpses. Wow. And then they're, you know, so it's like the public and especially the church needs to wake up to this reality. This is happening on a global scale and from the highest levels of leadership on down is complicit. Just like dealing with this 85,000 children that are, I mean, where'd they go? What is right? What, and, you know, and it's infiltrated. It's infiltrated in every aspect of society, and and even in the churches. You know, correct. And, so um, it's like, what 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 is our responsibility now that we know? Yeah, I was going to think pray. Totally would be part pray but, and expose. You know, um, right. yeah. If people if people don't come to at least talk about it with others. And that be an action point, you know. We need to at least be doing that, Don. I was going to ask you just in your police experience. I mean, I'm sure you've had some horrifying things, but yeah, where does this sit <laughs> in in that spectrum? It's it's off the spectrum. It's completely off the spectrum. Um, I've seen some, you know, pretty horrible things. And uh, I imagine Luke has as well in his career as a firefighter. Um, but these these things that I learned on the uh, documentary were just, um, they were beyond thought as, you know, some, I mean, it, it was surprising that a human being could think up some of this stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was just, it was too much is yeah. what it was. No, it, I like how you put that. It's surprising that a human being can think this up. And that's where I think there is the partnering with evil. There's the demonic that has a, a deep, deep hatred for humanity. That's where that comes from. Um, what was I going to say on that? Uh, that one of, in, the, in the documentary, um, Candy Girl, so one of Fiona's friends, I think it was, said, oh, I just couldn't believe before this that there were people out there that would literally do this to children for fun. And the thing that came to mind was they're not doing it for fun. I mean, that's part of it, but they're doing it. Like we were talking about, they're serving a higher agenda, a, 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 a dark evil world with dark evil entities. And it all goes back to Genesis six, this whole thing, all of all of the ancient evil and the, and the mystery of religions and the false gods and the, the curse of, of the serpent in Genesis 3 against humanity. These things are continuing on. That's why we call the show The Days of Noah, because it, these things are playing out again, um, and they will in, in the end times. So one thing that uh, Miss Barnett had said um, that she remembered during the, 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 the seances and the chants and stuff, 
she made reference that they were when they were doing these evil things they were identifying different demon gods right they were talking about lucifer son of the morning um mullick um Baal. so these are some yeah. Baal. and as if you do the research in the old testament those were the ones that were commanded that children be passed through a fire mm-hmm. yes so this isn't it's it's like king solomon said there's nothing new under the sun you know so some of the same old evils that took place thousands of years ago are still taking place today yeah yeah it's sowing and reaping and it's it's like you know god stamped it out and the israelites stamped it out for the most part but it survives it festers and it reminds me of sauron in in lord of the rings right he was he was just like a, a little glowing ember, but he hardly had any power. But he needed someone with the ring and then people to go along with his will, and then he gained power, right? And then he could take physical form. So it's like this whole path of of and I think it works that way for good too. That in our in our prayers and in our lifestyle, our obedience and so on, like we gain power to overcome. But if but if that doesn't happen, the darkness is able to. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. I'm just uh, no. I was yeah. just thinking about you know the 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 cultures of old um, that participated in this. You know, if you were to look back at them and um, you know the the Incas or the Aztec or whatever you know that did this type of stuff, and you would think, well, they're they're just not uncivilized. They're third world. They're, they're this, they're that. But here we are in 2023 and it's not some Bush people that are doing this. Mm -hmm. These are people with money and authority. And as it was described, um, what was presented to Jesus, which he denied, which he would not do men and women around the world have done. In reference to the temptations, Jesus had the opportunity, if he was to bow down and worship Lucifer, you know, he would receive power, fame, riches, authority, all these different things. So that's part of the motivation also. Even in 2023, even with first world individuals or the elites of this world, the ones that have money, you know, they are willing to sell themselves their souls in a sense that they're willing to do all this depravity for an exchange. Right. We talk about it several times. Genesis, there's an exchange going on. You do these things and I will, I will bless your, your music band. I will give you position and authority in government and, you know, there's an exchange going on. Nothing new, nothing new. Yeah, um, and real briefly, uh, so it was uh, Nicole Kidman's father, Anthony, I guess his name is, um, that was hugely part of, of the abuse and the trafficking that uh, Fiona went through. Um, even um, Richard Nixon uh, was part of that. I, I, I don't think that was in the film, but that's in the book. Um yeah, and just talking about, like, there were priests involved with these things. There were 
policemen, government, high government officials, former prime minister. Um, and um, she talks about the U.S. military d- being part of some of this stuff that the MK Ultra uh, mind control. Wasn't that on a church? Yes. Yes. Yep, and uh, the MK Mind. I think this is in the book, not the film. But she talks about um, the MK Ultra program was moved from the U.S. to Australia because it was it was just a, a there's too much too much eyes on it, I guess, in the U.S. There's man, there's a lot of different ways we could go, but I, I think we've hit most of the essentials at least for the film. So we will. We will post a um, a link to that and also her book, Eyes Wide Open, which is, by the way, a free PDF, which is really nice. A um, lot of good info in that. Um, she touches on a lot of the things that we talk about, you know, some of these ancient religions, uh, the mind control stuff, um, you know, dis- dissociation. Uh, fragmenting of the personality, satanic ritual abuse. I think it's interesting too, like Luke, when we first started talking about SRA, I think it was maybe in the context of like a Nephilim mother, right? Like a, like a breeding program for hybrids. But it's interesting that I think there's an SRA that's got its own purposes. That's not necessarily to do with that. Right. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. So the way I've heard it described is, uh, you know, you you're a child. You go through either purposed SRA, ritual abuse, um, or you just go through trauma. So you have a you dis dissociate. You you your mind splits in another personality to handle the trauma. Now. The, the the MK Ultra or the mind control part is when so you might be split, but it's all disorganized. But if it if the handler knows what they're doing and they're splitting you for a purpose, then they're going to take this part and train it to be a spy or assassin or right. whatever. You know, there's different different things that might be done, and it's actually done. Organ, it's done with organization yes. and purpose behind it. Now, okay, that thank you for that because that brings me to this. So Joseph Mengele uh, from yes. Nazi Germany is in- intricately tied with Fiona. She was dealt with by him. I didn't him. hear her say that in the video. Not in the video, but it's in her book. And um, really, and also we've we've maybe mention it here or there, but Operation Paperclip, where they hired these Nazi officers, and some not Nazi, just German, you know, scientists and things. They hired them, brought them to the United States. Well, there was, um, I believe it's Operation Matchbox, if I'm remembering correctly. They did the same exact thing to Australia, brought these officers and Nazis. Well, it's testimony uh, dealing with Joseph Mengele, um, there's a woman in Texas that has memories of him being part of it, but he he was based in South South America, okay. like home base after the war. That's yeah. what's reported. But from what what I've also heard reported, um, I wouldn't know I wouldn't know for sure if he was under Operation Paperclip per se. But I believe because he was so skilled at what he did, he was sought after mm-hmm. by governments and influential people around the world and they would pay him 
and I could picture him going on a private jet around the world, different locations, teaching others too, teaching and then performing for a fee, you know, um, yeah, what he, what he's learned. I think another thing real quick I had in the notes was that Fiona's father was abused by someone else. So there was this family history and then her grandma and her stepdad was the one that got her into involuntarily, involuntarily, uh, this order, this abuse trafficking order. Her grandma brought her in that. So this was uh, this was a family pattern of of uh, iniquity force being built up. It seems like so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I didn't, yeah. and I'm sure she covered it in her book and I'll have to check that out. Cause I didn't hear it in the documentary, how she got free, kind of the steps. Oh, and, right. Um, you know, obviously she did, she's living, she's breathing because, uh, she, uh, at the end of the doc, part one, I remember her saying that someone was sacrificed and she referenced um, Hotel California several times in the documentary. Yep. You know, you could check out, but you'll never leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and this individual that she was being promoted to fill her spot felt like she couldn't leave, even though she wanted to. So she became a sacrifice. So it was just like, okay, just kill me off, you right. know. Um, and she was young. Um, and then when she... Miss Barnett left abruptly some kind of way. I, I need to find that out. Um, they, she mentioned that they didn't have anyone to fill that position. Remember that? Oh, so I missed miss that. that. Yeah. So, yeah. So she did, she was being groomed for a certain position in that organization. Um, and I don't know if we're near the end of this episode, but, it's extremely encouraging to see her testimony, the other testimonies I've heard and I have books of um, that even if it's a child that is in the midst of this, the Lord is there. He can, he can make you um, not feel the pain if you're going through it or it's tolerable, you know? Sure. And even if you're fragmented in a thousand pieces, People are getting free. People are getting healed. And ultimately, the true healing comes through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. And him pulling the pieces together in your brain, in your soul, in your mind. And, and, and there's, there's hope. So even in the midst of this darkness, there's hope. And the enemy, what he meant for evil, the Lord is, is putting together and weaponizing these individuals because they because they've had such trauma god is gifting them with even supernatural abilities that he is giving them not occult powers where they can even go after the enemy and and and, and be an offensive force um so that's ex- that's extremely encouraging i know there is a Absolutely. testimony of of joe um in south africa who's an sra su- survivor uh-huh he because he's free now and he's got a strong relationship with the Lord, he, he's talked about being in a mall and seeing a hybrid. Wow. Other people are just amnesia. I can't even identify them. Don't even really, it, it's not on their radar. 
or maybe there's some type of ability the the hybrids have to kind of hide in plain sight. But because of his experience and the God giftings that he has, he's, he's even talked about killing them. Like physically, they're mortal. You know? That's incredible. So, you have to tell me more about like that one. A, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have to share that link, his testimony. Wow. But um, it's, it's encouraging that this news is getting out. What the devil wanted to keep hidden and I uh, just under the surface is coming out sound of freedom. Everyone needs to see it. Um, it needs to break records in the box office. It's not a coincidence. They, they chose July 4th, you know, there you um, go. And, yeah, freedom. and people need to, to know there's hope. There is hope. Yeah, totally. And um, that's, that's a good way to, to kind of, to, kind of end on you know I'll, I'll share a little anecdote but up before that um just to add to the hope in the life to come right we we see this timeline of our life and all the junk of being an adult and how it you know taxes and going to work and suffering and things not as we would like in our relationships and then all this deep dark stuff like life is hard but we have eternity with Christ once we're forgiven to look forward to. And on the timeline, you, you look at that and it's a blip. And so like even these poor children, like God has them in eternity. So maybe this comes full circle, Don, kind of talking about what is, how is God letting this stuff go on? Big part of it is he knows the timeline. We're, we are a mist and a vapor in this life. And so if we base everything on how good or bad things are here and what that says about God, we're not looking at a big enough picture. But I'll share just a really kind of silly anecdote. When I was a kid, I don't know if I did this every year, but I remember one one uh, late winter, early spring, walking down, you know, Luke, you know, we had a long driveway down a hill. Mm-hmm. And on the bottom of the where where the driveway flattened out, we had those pine trees, right? And right. along those pine trees, it was a little bit shaded. There was, you know, there was still snow on the ground from the winter, but it was like a, you know, fifty sixty degree sunny day. And and I remember seeing like a stream of water. Have you ever seen this? Like underneath a layer of snow and ice, you can see like this little current running where it's melting underneath there as the ground is heating up, and then this layer of of snow and slush. And I remember going down there with my boots or whatever and, like, pushing the the slush and trying to make a little dam, right? But then the, the water would melt and melt and melt, and it would take over. And it was like this fun little battle I did. But that is kind of an analogy in the way I think about, um light and darkness like uh i don't know if you guys have ever seen this you can go on youtube um there's like a special high-tech paint which is like the blackest black right Mm -hmm. and it and it absorbs like 99.9999 percent of light like it's crazy black right like i'm looking behind you don at my black guitar Mm -hmm. guitar case and it's reflecting a ton of light right from the ceiling like that's not even close to as black but it can't block all the light 
even the blackest black that can be created cannot block all the light. And I think that's just an amazing picture of God and goodness and uh, the, the, the pure and the good things that we can focus on in life. When you expose things, it comes to light. Darkness can't hide. Just like, um, you know, people say there's no such thing as hot and cold. There's, there's the absence of heat is cold. And so darkness isn't a thing. It is the absence of light. And it can't withstand it. There's, I'm getting long-winded, but there's no darkness that can push back light. There's simply an absence of light that allows darkness. And so hopefully in our some small way, when we talk about this stuff and get the word out about the Sound of Freedom movie coming up and, and Fiona's testimony and others that we've heard, hopefully in that small way we can um, shine the light on it and give people a, a voice if they know someone that, that has dealt with it. I know our churches, by and large, are not equipped to deal with this kind of stuff, just like Luke, we were talking to Rodney last week, and we're going to post that episode soon. Um, well, by the time this one airs, it'll be it'll be out. But, um, you know, the churches don't have a place to understand some of this supernatural stuff. And we need to be biblically grounded and be wise as serpents and innocent as doves and understand the time that we're in. Because we were made for such a time as this. You know, so let's give voice to the good and expose the evil, right? Sound good, Don? Amen. All right. All right. Well, with that, um, I guess we'll wrap up, Luke, unless you got anything else. No, I think that's it. Um, And on a positive note, and uh, yeah, in a month's time, go check out the trailer, everybody. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Um, And if you're financially able, they've got links where you can prepay. For somebody that can't afford a ticket, um, and buy buy tickets in advance. I did a little bit of that, and they're also doing uh, PA investing, which is actually an investment, and in the marketing of the film. And it's kind of interesting. I'm learning a little bit about that. It's the last money received, so the film is already done. They gather money. Um, investment money to to get the word out to so the film can be seen in all the theaters and it's the first money received okay so that's another opportunity to financially invest in the film they've already raised like 3.7 million check your local listings uh wow it's probably in a theater in Pittsburgh and other places near you um you could already buy tickets for July fourth. So that sounds great. Of freedom. Yeah, I'll I'll post a link to that um, when we when we air this episode. And real quick, Luke, too, um, I did reach out to that group, the O O U O U R Operation Underground Railroad. Railroad. Okay, yeah, right. and um, and they emailed me back, and we actually had a phone call a few weeks ago. Um, Very and, cool. And so she, uh, the lady, just wanted to know kind of like where we're coming from our show and things like that and she's like okay great i got all the info and so now it's just she takes that to her her group and then they figure out you know if there's someone they can match us up with that would be a good fit for us to do a a show together an interview and so still waiting to hear back from them but 
that would be really cool. Okay. So. Yeah, absolutely. Till next time, guys. All right. Till next Thank time. You. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. been listening to the days of noah podcast thanks for tuning in again this week as always please remember to like share subscribe and follow our work on your favorite podcast platform let your family and friends know about our show and help grow the channel thanks again we appreciate each and everyone listening take care and god bless